This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Welcome back to the final seven days of Pastor Ray's life-changing 10-part series entitled, This is Our Heavenly Father. Teaching on love in our opening series and with a better understanding of how deeply He loves us, Pastor addresses some of the Father's other attributes that every Christian needs to be thankful for and meditate on. He is a forgiving Father who, despite the all-too-common human condition of making mistakes, simply forgives and forgets unconditionally. Even knowing the evil intentions and motives of the human heart and still caring deeply for us, He is an intimate Father who chooses to love us no matter how many times we reject Him and in spite of what we are. Because with love, forgiveness, and intimacy comes never-ending mercy, He is also a compassionate Father and, as always, a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. A generous Father, too. Loving, forgiving, intimate, merciful, compassionate, and generous. This is our Heavenly Father. I want to talk about the fact that He is a forgiving Father. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19 says it this way, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to Himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. Now the NIV says it this way, not counting men's sins against them. God does not hold your sins against you. And I've seen people really struggle in this area because they've done some things and they feel guilt about it. They feel shame about it. You know what that teaches me or what that shows me? It shows me that they know God, but they don't know God as a forgiving father. Because if you have not received forgiveness from the father, if you've not been able to open your heart and receive the forgiveness of your sins, listen, that those sins and the memory of those sins and the guilt and the shame of those sins will hold you captive and will neutralize you, paralyze you, and you will not be able to move on in life. You've got to understand the Father God as a forgiving Father. Any sin that you ever commit in your life that is repented of, that is offered up, the Bible says that Godly sorrow worketh repentance in your life. If you are sorry for it, if you understand... See, this is one of the problems I have with the modern-day grace teaching. You've heard me say this, that what's happening is that they're saying this, that, that Jesus, when he died on the cross, he took care of all of the sins of the past, all of the sins of the present, and all of the sins of the future. In theory, that is correct. The penalty of sin has been paid for by the blood of Jesus. But as we walk through life, as we experience life and we mess up, it's very important for us to understand that we messed up and we need to go to the Father and ask the Lord for forgiveness of those sins. When we blow it, like modern grace teaching is telling us that you don't have to repent of anything anymore. I don't believe that. I don't believe it's consistent with the Word of God. You see... You see, and the teaching goes like this, you know, well, you can't have, you, you can't have, and we shouldn't have a, a 
we shouldn't walk with sin consciousness, which simply means this, that we don't walk through life just saying, I'm nothing but an old sinner. I'm just a dirty old sinner. I'm, I'm, I'm no good. I don't even know how God puts up with me. I'm no good. Well, that, that shows me that you don't know God. You don't understand that you have been redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ, that you've been in, adopted into the family of God, that God has already called you righteous and holy. He has already done that for you through Jesus Christ. So it would, it would not be right for me to walk through life just looking at myself as a sinner. That's sin consciousness. But here's the difference. Even though I shouldn't walk through life with sin consciousness, I need to be conscious of sin when I sin. When I blow it, I need to be conscious of the fact that I just blew it and made a sin, and this I need to go before the Father and make it right. And you see, see, let me, let me give you a couple of verses because I think that this is so powerful. In Isaiah chapter 38, let, let's just look at what God, how God looks at this. Isaiah chapter 38, verse 17, this is a story about Hezekiah. He, the prophet came and told him to get his house in order. He was going to die. He turned his face to the wall. He prayed to God. He prayed from the depths of his heart. And God said, told the prophet, go back and tell him that he's got 15 years added to his life. Don't tell me prayer doesn't change things. Prayer changes things. All right. So he comes back, and this is what he says in verse 17. He says, indeed, it was for my own peace that I had great bitterness. But you have lovingly delivered my soul from the pit of corruption. Now listen to what he says. This is the the verse I want you to catch. For you have cast all my sins behind your back. You see, the minute that you confess a sin up to the Lord, see, you may still be holding on to it, but God doesn't have any recollection of that sin. Why? It says he takes that sin and he flips it behind his back. Let me give you the second verse. Micah, uh, chapter 7, verse 18 and 19. He said, who is a God like you, pardoning iniquity and passing over the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He does not retain his hanger forever because he delights in mercy. He will again have compassion on us and he will subdue our iniquities. Now listen, listen, this is the verse I want you to see. You will cast all of our sins into the depths of the sea. So this is how God looks at your sin. When you're conscious of a sin, when, you, when you've done something you know that offends the heart of God or offends the word of God, and you feel sorry for it, you go before the Lord and say, Lord, forgive me for that sin. God takes that sin, rolls it up, flips it over his back, falls into the sea of his forgetfulness, never to be thought of or looked at again. You look at your sins. We look at other people's sins. But God has absolutely no recollection of it when you confess a sin, when you feel sorry and you come before him with a repentant heart. You see, if you know your heavenly father, then guilt and shame over things that you've done in the past can have no power in your life. Because I'm going to tell you what, it's that guilt and that shame Now listen to me, because I'm looking at some of you and I can feel it. It's that guilt and that shame over things that have happened and things that you've done in the past that still haunt you and follow you every day. You know why? You know why? Because you haven't yet received the forgiveness of the Father. You've heard people make the statement, and I don't like the statement. You've got to learn to forgive yourself. My brother, my sister, as far as I'm concerned, you have no power to forgive yourself. You have the power to forgive others, but you do not possess the quality or the power to forgive yourself. What you need is not forgiveness from yourself. 
You need to accept the forgiveness of the Heavenly Father. And once you... Come on, come on. Because it has nothing to do with me forgiving myself. It has all to do with understanding that what I've done has offended God. And what I need is forgiveness from the Father. Not from myself, but from the Heavenly Father. And when I know my God as my Abba Daddy Father, and I go before him with a contrite heart and a humble heart and say, Lord, I blew it. Forgive me of my sins. The moment you ask for forgiveness is the moment God takes that sin, balls it up, flips it over his back, tosses it into the sea of his forgetfulness, never to be remembered. So my question is, if you know God as a forgiving father, why are you holding on to the guilt and the shame of the sins of the past that have been confessed and offered up to the Lord. Why do you allow that to have any power in your life? It's a problem because when you walk with guilt and shame, it, it, it causes you to walk with baggage that prevents you from being and accomplishing and doing and having all that God would have for you. It hinders your faith because you see this guilt and it hinders you from just totally un hindered faith towards God and love towards God because you still feel like a dirty sinner. We're all dirty sinners. We've all blown it. We've all made mistakes. But we need to understand and know God as the forgiving Father that the moment we recognize and realize that we have made a mistake and we go to Him and ask Him for forgiveness, the minute we do that with a sincere heart, that sin is forever forgotten balled up, flipped behind his back, thrown into the sea of his forgetfulness, no more to be remembered. But you see the problem is that even though God has forgiven us, you have not yet been able to receive the forgiveness of the Father because you say you know about God, you know God, but you do not know him as the forgiving Father. You think that God is keeping a record of your wrongs. You think, listen to me, you think that the love of God and the forgiveness of God is based upon your performance and your behavior. And what it is doing, it's holding you back from this free, full, awesome relationship, peace, and joy that God wants to flood your life with because you're looking purely at your performance and looking purely at your behavior. And this is what's holding you back. This is what's holding you a prisoner to shame and guilt and fear in your life. When we approach God, God wants us to approach him just like we approach our earthly fathers with full confidence that Father is going to love me. He's never going to give up on me, even if I blow it time and time again. That's the love. That's the forgiveness. of our. Now, now listen, this does not give us a license to just go live any old reckless way that we want to live. We have a responsibility to, to try to get it right. But God in his wisdom... Because Jesus came and was tested and tempted at all points just like we are, although he had no sin. He knows what it's like to be tempted with it. Jesus and the Father, in his wisdom, understands that man sometimes trips up. We sometimes make mistakes. I don't know about you, but I made mistakes. I don't always have, you know, act the way I should act or talk the way I should talk, especially when I get behind somebody that's driving like an idiot. I don't always have, and I've got to be really careful because I... I'm, get, I'm getting spotted all over the place. 
I was walking through the supermarket just the other day, minding my business, and good thing I was in good behavior. Because even the supermarkets get me crazy. I mean, the way people act in the supermarkets. Don't you love it when you're trying to get to something and somebody put the basket right in the middle of the floor like they own the supermarket and they're standing there like this, all spread out, looking at everything. You can't get around them either way. And you're just standing there and they're not paying a bit of attention to you. And then they turn around and they see and they're like... I want to say something. Come on, are are you on the same page? It's true, right? It's like, at least say, excuse me, or oh, I'm sorry, or something, or, you know. So, but I was in good behavior, and somebody saw, I don't know if you're here today, but they caught me in my shorts and jeans, you know, my shorts and t-shirt, I just came from the gym. Pastor Ray! I'm like, oh! (laughs) And the first thing I think, thank God I'm in good behavior right now. (laughs) But we we often blow it, you understand, right? We, we, We make mistakes, right? I, I know I got to be careful on the road too because I get I, I have that problem, you know. You're going too slow. You're going to move over. What do you, you know? I got to be careful because I may be maybe one of you in the other car there, and that wouldn't be a good thing, would it? So, <laughs> praise the Lord. But in any event, we need to understand that that forgiveness flows from the Father. And if you understand and you know your God, you know Him to be the forgiving Father, then your sins that have been confessed and repented of do not hold you and cannot hold you a prisoner anymore. And you've got to see yourself free and clear, no matter what it is, and just keep on moving on with God. Because the enemy would love to trip you up, love to get you bound to the memory of that sin. But according to God, He takes it rolls it up, flips it behind his back, tosses it into his sea of forgetfulness, never to remember it again. So why should you remember? See, people will remember your sins. People will judge you by your performance and by your behavior. God will never do that. And you see, really when it comes down to it, what do you care what people think? What do you care what people say? You can say whatever you want to say about me. They've tried to stop me. They've tried to defame me. They've tried to ruin my, my reputation. They've tried to call my good evil and my evil, you know, not my evil good, but my good evil. They tried to, they tried, well, yeah, some of them did try to call my good evil, actually. And my, you know, so, but when it all boils down, when it all comes down to it, I don't really care what people, because I know that my father loves me. My father forgives me and understands, and that is going to remain constant and the same. Is that helpful to anybody here today? All right, so, so here, let's just look at 1 John. Let's just call these verses out, and then we're going we're gonna to finish up here today on this particular. 1 John chapter 2, or let's start at chapter 1, verse 8, 1 John, 1st Epistle of John. It says, um, if we say that we have no sin, and that means when we sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness or the sense of unrighteousness. Because when we, when we get involved in sin, we have a, um, a sense of unrighteousness. We don't feel clean. We don't feel right. At least that's what we're supposed to feel when we blow it. So he says, when we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from that sense 
of unrighteousness. Now, I know, you know, if I've made a mistake, if I've blown it in some way, like, you know, acted ridiculous over stupid things, which sometimes I do, I'll be honest with you, I act ridiculous, make a mountain out of a molehill. Nobody's ever done that here. Make a big deal out of nothing. And then afterwards, you feel like a real idiot. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you realize that this ain't Christian behavior. This ain't pastor behavior. This ain't man of God behavior. But sometimes the caveman comes out. You know? Don't intend on it. Don't like it. Don't try to, you know, you know, don't try to bring it out. But sometimes the caveman comes out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It makes you feel ugly. Sin makes you feel ugly. Sin makes you feel less than what God has created you to be. Sin doesn't make you feel like a man of God. Doesn't make you feel like a woman of God. When we give over to those passions and things in our life and give over to, uh, you know, a quick temper or an angry spirit or whatever it be, a quick mouth or whatever it be or a dirty look, whatever it be, it doesn't make you feel good. But praise God that the Heavenly Father is the forgiving Father. And he, he didn't leave us there to, to, to have to live in that, in that ugly feeling that, that comes over your soul. He says, if you confess your sins, when you, when you make a sin, you confess your sin. He is faithful. He is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from that sense of unrighteousness. In other words, he puts us right back into fellowship with him because that's the forgiving heavenly father that we serve. He is the forgiving father. Chapter two and verse one says, my little children, these things are right to you so that you may not sin. That's the goal. The goal is that we not sin. But the fact of the matter is, as much as we try not to, we still do. Didn't Paul address that when he said, the things I should do, I don't do. And the things I shouldn't do, I do. Woe is me. I'm a wretch. I'm a mess. But thanks be to God. Thanks, thanks be to, that there is no more condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk after the Spirit and not the flesh. It doesn't mean you walk perfectly every day of your life. It means that you are pursuing the things of the Spirit. Your direction is walking towards God, towards the things of God. You're not walking away from God. And as long as you are doing that, even though you make some mistakes along the way, and you know it, and you ask for forgiveness, God forgives you, tosses them behind his back, falls into the sea of his forgetfulness, never to be remembered, cleanses you of all the sense of unrighteousness, and your part ought to be to pick yourself up and to get back into the race and not allow guilt and shame to hold you back from your walk with God because the love of God towards you has nothing to do with your performance or your behavior. God's love is always working for you, not against you, with you, and not away from you to help you to be all that he has called and created for you to be. Again, this does not give us a license to just do whatever we want to do and to live recklessly. We're supposed to be pursuing the things of God. But along the way, we're going to make some mistakes. You know what I call First John here? You know what I like to view this as? The great escape clause. When sin's got me bound, Jesus, my advocate, sets me free. So, 
He says, if anyone sins, we have the advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, and he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but for the whole world. Jesus was offered up as the payment, the sacrifice for your sin and my sin. That's how forgiving the Heavenly Father is. I've seen people hold back from giving their all to God because they keep looking at themselves through the way they used to be or through the things that they did. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy enough. I'm not this enough. I've got news for everybody. None of us are good enough. None of us are worthy. We have all, we have all fallen short of the glory, sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We all have made our mistakes. The good news is that we have a forgiving Father whose forgiveness is always pointed towards us if we will accept it. And the way you get that forgiveness is through the act of repentance, asking God for the forgiveness. And sometimes, you know, there are areas in our life where we keep having repeated problems. We try, but we keep falling over the same issue. That's where you need to seek the help of God. Talk to, you think God doesn't know about it? He knows about it. Talk to him. Seek his help. If you have to, get some natural help with it too, you know. Get whatever, whatever you need uh, to get past that, that season or that time of your life. But whatever it is, he is a forgiving father. And you need to know this. You need to know, listen, listen, I got to say this. If you're moving towards the things of God and you have purpose to do that in your life, but you've had some mess ups, let me tell you what, you are okay with God. You are okay with God. The key is that you keep moving in the right direction. The key is you keep pursuing God. The key is every time you fall, you pick yourself up, receive the forgiveness of God, and get going back in the race. And don't let the devil or anybody else try to kick you out of the race. God is a loving father. He is a forgiving father. All he wants to know is that you know that that behavior and that action is not Good, because it's, sin always devastates, sin always causes pain, sin will always do something in your life uh, that will have terrible harmful effects. And God doesn't want harmful effects in your life. That's why he's the forgiving father. That's why he wants you not to walk in sin consciousness, but to be conscious of sin when you sin, because you go to him and ask him for forgiveness, man, you are cleansed. The power of that sin, the effects of that sin are wiped away, thrown into the sea of forgetfulness, tossed behind his back. Never, there's another verse that says, as far as the east is from the west is as far as God removes my iniquities from me. Do you know that east and west, you realize that you go east, you, never get, you just keep going east? You go west, you just keep going west, and they never cross? You know, that's just, a, just an illustration that how eternally God removes those sins from us. Think of the love of the Father. As far as the east is from the west, just keeps on going. That's God removes those sins eternally from our lives. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God that He is the loving Father. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 